Hi, welcome to Behind the Lighthouse, short stories from Byron Bay and beyond, where we bring you short stories created by amazing writers living in the Northern Rivers, Australia, the Byron Bay hinterland, so to speak. And I'm your host, Steve Nossiter. The Northern Rivers is Bundjalung country. As part of this storytelling, I'd like to acknowledge the Bundjalung people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we writers live. And we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. After a working life of having more jobs than some people have hot meals, Renoir retired to the simple delights of being a writer. His head is full of stories, many of them fiction. Sometimes, though, he writes about himself, which, according to him, may be stranger than fiction. When he does, it's because it's something that really matters to him. Proud is such a story. Proud. Written and read by Henry Rennie. I was born in Australia, but growing up I somehow deeply knew that this wasn't my nationality. My parents were both survivors of war, who'd come to this country, like so many other people, in search of a better life. Work, clear skies, health, respect. Their values became my values, their attitudes my attitudes. As I grew older, Much of that changed. Their enemies didn't have to be my enemies, I realised. I tried to convince my parents that the world had changed, that this was a new country and a new time. To their credit, they tried. It took a lot of years, though, for first-hand knowledge of violence, brutality, death, atrocities, to be compartmentalised as the past and to not flinch at the faces and voices of people who they recognised from the other side of a war. I only had their stories, not my own recollections. Their conflict was before my time and in another place. In my youth there was only one side of the story told, at home and in the media. Balanced reporting hadn't gained much traction and wouldn't for several more years. Enough for ideas and impressions to become hardened. Attitudes and prejudices too. It was the rapidly changing population of Australia that made the difference for me. As a child, even as a young teenager, most of my social interactions were within my own circle, among my own kind. Those who didn't fit weren't invited in. They had their own circles and I wasn't welcome there. But eventually, I went to work, made it into university, and met people who weren't like me. Met them, and inescapably got to know them. There was a lot of resistance to overcome inside my own head. If you look for hostility, you will find it. Expect animosity, and it will be there. It's easy to tell yourself that it's not paranoia if they really do hate you. Okay, hate may be too strong a word, but even supposedly good-humoured jibes about a funny accent 
can sometimes hurt. It took a while before I started to see individuals as individuals. People as people, not shapes with visual characteristics that necessarily meant other, deeper, more intrinsic characteristics. People not like me could be good, funny, clever, charming, nice even. And yes, they could be mean-spirited, violent, greedy or dull, just like some of the people I'd grown up alongside. Quite a few on reflection. But all of those traits, good and bad, weren't contingent on race. Upbringing, maybe, just like I was a product of my upbringing. Sometimes people reacted against their family pressures. I had a close friend raised in a very wealthy, elitist family who shocked and appalled his parents and siblings by going to work as a trade union delegate. So I've tried, really tried, to not generalise or make assumptions, to treat people as I find them, the way I'd hope they'll treat me. It took a few negative experiences, travelling and working, for me to realise that while I'm prepared to treat individuals as I find them, and even to look for the best in them, there are cultures that I'm profoundly uncomfortable with, and people within those cultures who perpetuate those things I find negative, the people who lurk behind stereotypes. Australia gets accused of being a racist country. In some ways it is. Certainly it's a country in which some loudly, aggressively racist people live, and in which there is still some systemic racism. But there are many people here who decry that racism and are trying to change those flawed systems. There is a lot of hurt in Australia, but there's also a lot of shame and an appetite for change. But Australia is an amateur. Asian cultures have a much deeper sense of self and other. Working in Japan as someone who isn't Japanese, there's much more politeness than you'll find in Australia, but it's a veneer. A foreigner, an outsider, is more likely to be sneered at or mocked behind their back than to their face, respected to the extent of being valuable or useful, and no more. Cynical? Probably. That doesn't make it less true, unfortunately. Certainly, that's been my experience as I've travelled and worked in Asia. Again, some individuals have been terrific, among the nicest people I've met. The worst of them, truly awful. But the sense of Otherness felt ingrained into the institutions themselves and into the fabric of society. The looks on the faces of people on trains. The second not-so-furtive glances when walking around a marketplace or a shopping centre. Maybe that is a type of paranoia. Expect the worst and never be disappointed. It has made me more comfortable with Australia, though. There might be some individuals who I have a problem with, or who have a problem with me, or my ethnicity, or my pride in my origins, but I've come to believe that they're a minority. Most Australians are pretty tolerant. Most jokes are at least meant to be funny, not malicious. Not everyone is treated equally, but it is getting better. I am a proud Iliach man. My origin is Isla. 
an island off the western coast of Scotland. Thanks for joining me. If you like this story, please consider subscribing to this podcast and maybe even leaving a little review. For now, we'll see you next time round with another short story from Behind the Lighthouse. Short stories from Byron Bay and beyond. Behind the Lighthouse was written, recorded and produced by Steve Nossiter. Me, at Arcane Studios in Ganella Bar. The music was also composed by me.